Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 8th and 14th of March 2022. It's been another busy week for research with six new MECFS studies and 17 studies on long COVID. We have highlighted two of the studies. Paper 1 is a review of the evidence for the clinical similarities between MECFS and chronic intensive care unit patients who have, for example, severe burns, trauma, infections and do not recover, i.e. something keeps them unwell. The authors find that the terms used to describe these patients are also similar, i.e. flat batteries, for this reason, the lead researcher, Dominic Stantulesco, looked into pathological mechanisms researchers found in these chronic ICU patients. The lead researcher found literature describing the pulsatility of the pituitary hormone released, i.e. the frequency and amplitude, is altered in these patients, but that is very hard to detect as it requires blood analysis every 10 minutes for 24 hours. In addition, the thyroid hormone function is depressed. This is equally hard to detect because it takes place at the cellular level. These findings through the literature reviews have led the author to write a series of papers starting with the prolonged recovery of ICU patients. This current paper covers the already reported findings relating to gut injury, epithelial dysfunction, hyperfusion, which has been found in critical illness and notes similar findings in MECFS. It is worth looking at the summary table in this research paper, which lists the similarities. The authors conclude that there are a lot of overlaps between MECFS and chronic ICU patients, especially it should be noted for severe MECFS and hope that critical illness literature can help us understand ME-CFS. I'm personally impressed with the principal author of this paper leading this review, as he is an independent researcher with no relevant scientific background, who is looking for hope for his very severely ill wife. We have previously featured one of his other papers in our roundups on heat stroke. I do feel though that much of the same conclusion could be applied here while these findings could be applied to a wide range of other medical conditions. The triggers for MECFS, uh, which is mostly through viral infection is the most well reported and critical illness differ. And for that reason I feel that probably more biological differences exist. We cannot say for certain without more biological research and finding biomarkers for MECFS. Paper 2, while not strictly on MECFS, does cover the illness in the discussion, which is on the role of carotene supplementation in conditions involving mitochondrial dysfunction. MECFS has been widely reported to involve mitochondrial dysfunction. You can find papers relating to this in our index of published research. So MECFS lies perfectly within the remit of this research, which has a section dedicated to MECFS and long COVID, which is section nine in the paper. Disappointingly, in reviewing the previously published literature, the authors only find one study, which finds benefits of taking carotene resulting in higher 
muscle, carotene, phosphate levels and better oxidative capacity, but no significant improvement of fatigue symptoms. Due to the lack of studies, it is hard to evaluate the true benefit to ME-CFS of taking carotene supplements, but this research shows the benefit in other mitochondrial dysfunction illnesses where more research has been conducted. You may also be interested in reading paper 3 and paper 4 in this roundup, which further shows the similarities between ME-CFS and long COVID. As well as paper 5 may be of interest which finds no neuro information in women with ME-CFS, although this is a very small study. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.